everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 96. Benjamin Yoder here to talk to you today about video games. Not much news this week that I really saw. I, I, I flipped through the, uh, uh, I, I use a Feedly to, to look at all, all the news sites that I, that I go through, and, and, and nothing really jumped out at me, um, with the exception of, uh, there's like a Castlevania anniversary collection trademark that happened, so, um, so yeah, we'll, um, We'll talk about talk about that next week because I actually won't be in town to record a podcast next week. So I figured uh, instead we'll just do like a Castlevania themed episode, uh, I guess, around that that idea a little bit. Not really around that idea, but we'll, we'll talk about Castlevania and I'll probably talk about the uh, anniversary collection thing there. At, if, at the end of the day, all the, all the news story is right now is that they trademarked something called Castlevania anniversary collection in New Zealand, I think. Or Australia, something like that. So, so other than that, though, there wasn't really any other news that really jumped out at me. Um, the in terms of like what I'm playing at the moment, Valkyrie Chronicles Four is still going. Um, not nothing new new there really. Still, still a good game. <laughs> um, um, and then also I uh, I've been sitting down and finally playing some Fancy Star Online Episode Three. Um, that's something that I want to do for a, a video in the future. So I, I, it's been a long time since I played Fantasy Star Online Episode Three. It's probably been about, uh, you know, six plus years at this point since I last touched it, and even that was when I was revisiting it the first time. I, I played it when it originally came out, and I think like two thousand three or two thousand. Yeah, I think it might have been two thousand three when Fantasy Star Online Episode Three came out. I can't remember for sure. If you don't know, uh, the episode three is the card game, uh, Fantasy Star Online. So Fantasy Star Online episode one, two, and four are all kind of like hack and slash uh, adventure or uh, online online Diablo style games where you're just like, you know, collecting loot, things like that. Uh, episode three is, is more of a straightforward card game that actually has a pretty strong story. Uh, at least in comparison to like a Fantasy Star Online, uh, you know, it's not it's not nearly as elaborate as what Fantasy Star Universe's cutscenes would eventually introduce. But but in the case of Fantasy Star Online, it was it was kind of returned to form in some ways since you know Fantasy Star started out as a JRPG series on on uh, you know Sega's home consoles that that were single player in nature. So so they were I, I mean. The first one was like an eight-bit RPG, so that's always kind of weird and and how much involvement there is. But I I think Fancy by the time Fancy Star Four had came around, they they pretty much were meeting the standards of most like uh sixteen-bit uh sixteen-bit JRPGs that you would expect in terms of story. Um, so Episode Three was really the first time since Fancy Star Four that they they really returned back to some more uh focused storytelling. Um, that they really put in front of the player, although they make it really hard to get to. It's it, it has very strict requirements on on how to activate cutscenes, and you can very easily miss those cutscenes as well. The game hints at you what you should be doing. It usually will be like, oh, uh, if if I or like you have like this team of people you're you're commanding essentially. You don't actually play your character in Fantasy Starline Episode Three. You just basically are a commander, kind of like in Fire Emblem, where you you command units around. Excuse me. Where you command units around, and um, and so you have these other characters in your party that have their own stories and development. Um, so when you're having a conversation with them pre-battle, they'll be like, "Oh, p- uh, please send me on this mission with with this other dude." And then so you you go do the mission, and you get a cutscene. They're they're pretty short cutscenes, but uh, and they're they're pretty low budget. But I really like the aesthetics of it, um, because it's something that like. Um, Anthony, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> my my friend Anthony, um, he really likes uh the original Fancy Star Online aesthetics. Um, I don't know how well that stuff really translate in 
translate in game in terms of like the characters and things like that you know the the, the limitations of the dreamcast kind of limit what you can do with that stuff in terms of like you know representing it in a in a uh a I don't know an accurate fashion like it like it gets close enough and you know at the time I think it was fine for what it was doing um but when you look at it today those those character models in Face Star Online the original one are are, are pretty pretty rough <laughs> um um so it's nice being able to see like all these cutscenes and stuff like drawn out and and it's not always the best art sometimes things look a little funky um but but it's nice aesthetically seeing seeing that art be pushed uh in, in more of a spotlight than just hey here's the box art cover and then when you make a character you get that that concept art and then after that it's just like okay here you go here's your weirdo 3d model thing um, but you know, I, I think all online games had, had that limitation at the time. Final Fantasy 11 had the whole, like, here's these super high polygon character models during the, uh, character creation. Then you just come out like a, like a potato person <laughs> out the other side. Cause the models in game were completely different from the, the character creator models. It was pretty, pretty silly that they even, even did that. Um, yeah, so the, the artist for, uh, the original Fancy Star Online is, uh, Satoshi Sakai, um, and it seems like he's only listed as, like, special thanks on, on this game, so I'm not sure if he is, like, the one who's doing character art and things like that, um, but he eventually did become the producer on the Fantasy Star Online, uh, series, I think he's still the producer of Fantasy Star Online 2 these days, um, so there's not a lot of art to compare his stuff to, I think he did some Saturn game called, like, Iron tank or something but it's like a very straightforward military look to it so so it doesn't look quite like the the sci-fi nature of fancy star online and and then after fancy star online it becomes it becomes more of a your typical anime art style i think the the character art and some of the like the box arts and stuff uh kind of fits closer to the to the uh original fancy star online look but when it comes to the in-game uh character models it doesn't really look like it's trying to replicate that style it just kind of goes for your your typical typical anime style characters i guess i don't know the best way to put it but that that anime style is like the best way to to sum it up so so i've been enjoying that and and, and hopefully that's going to be the video after castlevania 64 but uh we'll we'll see I'm, I'm a little a little uh concerned about the the future of videos after after the gun gauge video things aren't moving quite as fast as i was hoping and also i'm, I'm kind of uh, trying to figure out what I want to do next. There's some, there's some things that I've been looking at. I've been playing Fantasy Star Zero again as well. Um, so I've been kind of d kicking around the idea of maybe doing something on that now that I can capture it using the Wii U. Um, so I'm, I'm looking into that. Uh, my goal this year is still to do one video a month, but I'm thinking if, you know, if we, even if we do meet that goal this year, uh, maybe next year we'll do one video every two months and then maybe switch like an article in that will at least, you know, help guarantee that the article portion of the website isn't dead while I try to, while I try to do video content and it also won't force me to like really try to find games to, to fit what I, what I need uh videos to be so and then i'm also like kicking around the idea of doing more more videos that might be more about like you know final fantasy 11 uh you know data mining stuff maybe we'll maybe i'll do like a, a video version of the selfie nar article i did um now that i've i've gotten a lot more research done in the um in that aspect i mean there's nothing really new since the cutting room floor page went up but but at least i have a better understanding of a lot of the stuff in that map um and then maybe like something like the doing like a summary of the Dirge server as multiplayer stuff might be uh might be a fun thing to do. Speaking of Dirge server as my uh, Japanese PS2 got here 
So, so thank you again to Vink with Japan Retro Direct. It's uh, it's uh, incredibly pink, like blindingly pink. Uh, uh, I was I, I I got a I had a choice between a pink and a white one. I could do black and silver, but I already have a silver US PS2 and a black PAL PS2, so I wanted something different. And I think anything beyond the the white and the pink seemed like it might be a bit further out of my price range. I didn't do a ton of research, so maybe maybe that wasn't the case. But it seemed like there was a there was a range of colors that that seemed to be the, the cheaper ones. And I think pink was one of the more expensive ones on the low end. Um, and and honestly, I I kind of shy away from white consoles just because I I worry about them like discoloring and things like that. So I I, I put a little bit of time into it. I tried playing Dirge Cerberus, but I use a trackball mouse, and Dirge Cerberus does not like that. So so I I. I went through the training of the original Dirge of Cerberus, not the international edition, because I also picked up the international edition of Dirge of Cerberus. Um, and so spent some time with that. And uh, yeah, the, the gameplay of that game is 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 all right. I, I have to compare the training mode of the first game to this to the um, the the international version because I wonder how much of that had changed. Vincent has a really weird melee combo in um, in the training mode of uh, of the original Dirge of Cerberus, it's like, has, it's, it's pretty long and it's, it's kind of drawn out in a way that's strange where in the uh, international version, when you're playing as him, at least when he's in his like, you know, red coat and everything, it's a pretty quick uh, three hit combo. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's three or four hit combo. So, so yeah, I know, I know that in the main game, his, his combo was changed between the, the U S and the international version, but I can't remember for the training mode. Um, if that, if that combo was changed because the, uh, the more updated one has more like a purpley magical effect around it that kind of fits his updated character, or not his updated character, but his, his character once he's in the red coat uh, versus when he's just like a, a member of Turks. So so I spent some time with that. I also uh, tried, I forget the, the game's called, it's like R- Rumi Kokoron or something like that. I, I, I put that in and took a look at it and was very confused. It basically just showed me a bunch of people eating food from a hot pot and I was like, I have no idea what to do. I zoomed the camera in and out, and man, it's it's a good looking game. <laughs> um, um, it's got a nice like silly look to it, but uh, but I have no idea what to do with it. So I don't know. Maybe we'll take a look at that at some point. I I, I plan to do a uh, Japanese PS2 stream where we just kind of go through a bunch of PS1 and PS2 games uh, that I've imported over the over the years. So we'll we'll do that maybe in the near future, maybe in the later future. I'm I'm kind of uncertain what to do uh, streaming wise at the moment. But yeah, so I put some time into that, and so I plan to, um, I'll probably try to play some more Dirge of Cerberus here in the near future, but I think Fantasy Star Online Episode 3 is going to be my focus for now, alongside Valkyria Chronicles 4, um, because I really want to finish up Valkyria Chronicles 4. I, I think I might have another, like, 10 to 20 hours in Valkyria Chronicles 4, so I might just try to go ahead and push through that as much as possible. And then, uh, Fantasy Star Online Episode 3, I think it shouldn't take too long. I think it's probably going to be, like, 12 hours or something like that to get through a single story. Um, and there's two sides to the story. So, so you know, it'd be like 20, 20 so or so hours by the end of it to play through each, each main story. Um, so yeah, we'll see how things go. But yeah, I, I've been playing Fantasy Star Zero as well, and I, I might end up making a video with that. Um, but I also was looking into, um, you know, going down the, the I've been going down this pit of like, okay, what can we do about <laughs> about these problems that exist now that you know, uh, you know, a bunch of like not really problems that exist. There's no official ways to to 
to like, like doing the 3ds capture there's no official way to really do 3ds capture or ds capture so i've been like going down holes trying to figure that out um but one other thing i was looking at is uh apparently there are some nintendo ds servers out there that uh people are running that you can you can connect nintendo ds games to and, and so i was looking to maybe try to see if i can get fantasy star zero uh hooked up to that server and and see if it's compatible i i doubt anyone's really playing it at this point but if i can rope some people in maybe maybe i can uh force them to play fancy star zero online with me so the only issue is that it looks like that you have to have like a fresh save file when you do it so um so i will probably have to start another fancy star zero character after i just finished the game again with my uh my current fancy star zero character on the wii u so it seems like connecting to those those uh those uh, uh unofficial servers seems most easy to do with the wii u or or i think the wii i, did, I had no idea apparently the wii also played ds games i wasn't aware of that um that sounds a little weird because i imagine the pointer controls don't quite work as well as like a stylus control but um but yeah that, that's that's kind of interesting so so i was looking at maybe maybe doing that and basically it just seems like uh on the wii u at least it seems as simple as if you've already soft modded the system just plug in a new dns you know I, I i don't believe you can actually make that connection if you're using a legitimate like vc title or something like that virtual console title like you couldn't play mario kart ds online with a legitimate copy unfortunately as far as i can read um but it's a little bit more complicated it sounds like for for other platforms so if you use like a nintendo ds i think you have to have an r4 cart and also a uh, or a flash cart uh and like a a uh, action replay kind of adapter that that lets you do some stuff to make to make it work so at least with the action replay adapter no i think you still need the i think you still need the patched rom for that so i don't think you can pull your save data in and then uh and then there's also the ability to do it via uh just a straight emulator, which I, I'm trying to look into that because I do have a friend who is interested in playing, but um, but he thinks he'd probably play on emulator more likely than anything. He he played Fantasy Star Zero a long time ago, but it seems like... Uh, Anthony, I know you're listening. <laughs> I'm going to call you out, boy. <laughs> um, uh, he played Fantasy Star Zero a long time ago, but it seems like uh, at the time, at least, he was he was not... 100% pleased with like the aesthetics of the game or and stuff and I I think there I think there is some stuff that's kind of janky about how Fancy Star Zero plays compared to like Fancy Star Online but I think it also has a lot of improvements in other areas uh so so I don't know we'll see um maybe some some more maybe I'll rope some more people in over time we'll find out <laughs> um so so yeah I'm also looking into that um, and in addition to doing the, the Wii U, uh, DS stuff, I also was looking into see if it's possible to do DSiWare games. Uh, the biggest region, reason why is that there's this game called Ninten- Nintendoji, um, which was a Club Nintendo exclusive DSiWare game that was released in Japan. It's kind of like a, I don't know if you'd call it like a dungeon crawler. I, I, you basically go from like room to room and, and, uh, I think you do some fighting and then I think there's like some random effects in rooms and there's like some dialogue and stuff. It's hard to tell because it's all in Japanese and as far as i can tell there's only really one set of footage out there that really details the game uh it's like 20 minutes of footage from i think it's maybe nintendan or nintendo complete or something so so i'll link the footage to that uh that but i i've always been curious to 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 try that game and unfortunately it seems like dsy dsiware uh emulation just isn't where it needs to be at the moment in terms of um at least in terms of uh, running it on a Wii U, because apparently the the virtual console shell that Nintendo has uh, doesn't really properly emulate any kind of DSiWare related features. 
so it just it just doesn't seem to work. I'm not sure if you can just run that thing in an emulator though. Um, it seems like it's exclusive to 3DSs for now. So if you have a hacked 3DS, you can play Nintendo G, a Nintendo G ROM. Um, I would like to sit down and play it someday, but then that runs into the issue of I can't capture it again, <laughs> um, which is yeah. Getting a 3DS capture card was probably the right answer to a lot of these questions. <laughs> um, um, but hey, you know, it was a lot cheaper to get a, a, a used Wii U than it was to dump a bunch of money into a 3DS capture card. But in the future, someday, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll figure it out once something's available in the market again. I'll probably spend more money than I need to uh, on that kind of stuff. So... Other than that, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, like I said, I'm going to be out of town uh, over the, the weekend, this or well, the, the second half of this week and into early next week. Um, the Shaman King episode will be going up, uh, not this Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on the 18th, um, not this Tuesday, but the Tuesday after, the one that I'm actually flying back. Um, um, so Shaman King will be up and there and, and ready to go if you wanna if you want to check it out. And then also, um, also I, I want to try to get to like a Valkyria Chronicles 4 quick play stream sometime in the near future. Um, I know I promised that for like quarter one. I don't know if we're technically still in quarter one, but I feel like I'm at a good point of the game where I can really uh, sit down and, and walk through that game. The, the biggest problem is that that game has a lot of long missions. So I don't know if the 30 minute format will, will fully fit, you know, be able to, you know, show off. Uh, a lot of different uh, mechanics of that game. We might end up just doing like a, a main battle, like a skirmish that's kind of like more of a straightforward battle, and then maybe just doing like a quick, a quick jump through some of the the more um, gimmicky levels that that have some interesting mechanics in them. Um, and then uh, this week Thursday, I will be I I will have left town Thursday night. So so I'm gonna stream a little early. So I think Wednesday is gonna be the day. If that change that day or if that uh plan changes, I'll let you guys know probably through Twitter at best. Uh, I really probably need a more a more uh uh like a more unified communication platform. I feel like right now I I have to like address a YouTube audience, address a, a Twitter audience, and then also address the, the podcast audience. It's like three different things. And sometimes it's like the stream audience feels like a separate thing too. So, but I mean, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the nature of not only the kind of content I'm producing, I'm producing a bunch of different types of content, but I'm also playing very different types of games and talking about very different types of games, um, which I think is ultimately why I never really have like a consistent listener base or anything. Cause I'm just like all over the place all the time. Uh, someday I want to make a Men of Valor uh, video, but uh, I don't know how much people care about average Xbox shooters set in the Vietnam War or something like that. <laughs> There's some very interesting things about Men of Valor. Um, um, Full Spectrum Warrior also. I know I haven't talked about Full Spectrum Warrior in a while, but man, I love Full Spectrum Warrior. I want to sit down and play the sequel someday. Maybe um, that's also something that I sit there and like sometimes think about. I know I wrote an article about it, but like it's always tempting to be like, what if I did a video though? <laughs> What if I took that script and then adapted it to a video? But the problem is I don't really have any footage recorded for uh, Full Spectrum Warrior because I was streaming it and I can't stream and record footage at the same time. So I'd have to re-record footage for Full Spectrum Warrior, which just takes more time, unfortunately. So so yeah, so on Wednesday, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to have my Wii U hooked up, the one that's uh, modified to play DS ROMs. So I have about 30 or 40 of the DS games that I own that I put on there. And, uh, and maybe we'll poke around uh, you know, a handful of them and, and take a look and, and see what's compatible 
and uh, see if there's anything anything of interest or of note. I'm not really sure what the structure of the show is going to be at this point because, I mean, it's only a two and a half hour stream, so it's not like I can show all 40 of those games. But uh, we'll probably spend a little time with Fancy Star Zero. That's probably going to happen. Um, and then I'll probably poke around a little bit of Love Plus, but it's kind of hard because uh, I don't have any save data for Love Plus, so I can't just, like, you know, jump right into a date or something like that. I have to, I have to you know, you know rev things up and, and 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 get the whole like introduction to everybody thing but we might skip all the dialogue just take a look at the character models and be like yep these are big character models on screen on ds <laughs> so so we might just do that uh then otherwise yeah next week is going to be a, a castlevania themed episode so i'm going to go ahead and record that here in a few minutes and uh and then hopefully hopefully it's good it's going to be a little scattered i'm sure like the like the wii episode i did last time i was out of town you know at the end of the day i'm pretty much just going to be talking about my general feelings on castlevania i do have this like a list of games listed here and and i'll probably talk about some some level of like structure and like uh you know things that are that are similar between certain games and things like that but uh but yeah, it's probably going to be pretty pretty rough and loose. Not like this podcast isn't already rough and loose as is. <laughs> um, one thing I need to be better about is letting you know that OneControlReport.com is the website. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at O-Coolian, O-C-U-L-I-N. Um, I may eventually make a One Control Report Twitter. I'm kind of on the fence about what to do with it. Cause, uh, cause I don't, I don't really know, you know, how important it is to make like a separate feed for that stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then, uh, and then let me know if you want a discord chat. I had, uh, zero mention it a while ago who, uh, who shows up in our, in my streams pretty often. Um, uh, and I, and I've talked to him about it further and he's just like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, but let me know. Cause I feel like if, if I don't do it now, I might never do it. But uh, at the same time, it's also like, hey, what do you talk about in a in a in a Discord that's centered around a guy who has like completely, you know, sporadic thoughts on random games that might not, you know, have any relation to each other? Like, you don't really have a topic per se. You can just kind of boil things down to other than here's here's the the bad opinions, <laughs> bad opinions chat room. Welcome. Here we are. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll set something up and then just like leave it there to rot for three years and then eventually do something with it if it if it seems more appropriate. But uh, but yeah, it probably be probably be pretty dead. But uh, but yeah, I would always uh, if you know if you do if you are listening and uh or watch any of the stuff, I'm always happy to hear from you. So feel free to reach out. Let me know your thoughts. Always happy to hear feedback on this stuff. And then uh, if there's anything that you're looking for. Uh, any kind of coverage you're looking for. I can't guarantee you I'll do it, but I'm always uh, open to listening. So, yeah. Thanks for coming this week, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.